Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. The most beautiful young people you've ever seen. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Smoke weed every day. Remind my dude, Jay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Are you ready to roll, bowlers? Because we are back. We are back in action. From FEMA Region 7 with episode 33. 33. Ding, ding, ding. Where'd your dingy go? There it is. Dinging it up. Yeah, I have this thing, right? So you got to fade the intro that's kind of still playing as your bed. But when that's faded down, like the whole board's faded down. And so my ding's faded down. And then I was like. Oh. But now we're dinging. Now we're dinging. We're dinging for real. Thanks for dinging along in the chat room. (laughs) If you're on uh, zero node, you can just go to hashtag bowl after bowl. We're chatting it away in there. Chatting it away. Yes, it's a party. It is a party. Uh, I have a crappy page right now on bowlafterbowl.com. If you click on live stream, I believe it says listen live, actually. If you click on listen live, we've got the links to the live chat and the live audio stream. We might hit some more links in there. I typed, the page will get prettier with time. <laughs> True. Unlike me. Oh. Just kidding. I'll get prettier with time, maybe. Maybe. I don't have anything nice to say, so. Maybe, baby, I'll <laughs> get prettier with time. Well, you're very pretty, man. That's not going to happen. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Well, hey, last night was really special, I want to say. Yes. Hog Stories 100th episode. I mean. We were in the smoker, and it was fucking magic. It was it was so beautiful. I mean, John and Carolyn. The most beautiful young people you've ever seen. For real. They were just bringing it. And uh, all the fans, everyone, everyone was just bringing it. We had a celebratory voicemail that we left. A hundred thrusts for the hundredth episode. Yeah. <laughs> which went over fantastically well. I appreciate, too... Uh, Flesher and Carolyn were kind of like in the chat. It was like obvious uh, who was doing what, when, in that particular voicemail, and uh, had a grand time about it. But if you listen to the audio, like we're not even like outed at all, which is like just the way you guys do that. It's so smooth and so cool. It's like. Uh, you know, you'd have to know in order to know. And if you want to know, go uh, over to hogstory.net and click on episodes and uh, listen to the 100th episode of Hog Story. We'll have a link in our show notes because those guys have done so much for us just in terms of um, encouragement alone. Like, leave everything else out. Just like somebody else who's out there who's like, 
there for you every time and just being like, you guys did great. Like whether it's true or not, you know, they're just there loving it. And, um, uh, and not to say I think they're bullshitting us. I mean, I think that they're actually having a good time, but, um, I hope so. Just, I can't express really. And I kind of, am going to echo some of Fletcher's sign off of last night when it's just really hard to put into words, like how grateful you can be for these people who like you feel this kinship to who you've never even really met, at least in person, but I've still hung out. Like I've spent already more time with you guys now, like virtually than, uh, than a lot of my good friends that are here in the state. So it's wild and it's awesome. And I can't thank you enough. We today have done a big ass amount of research on the number 33 and everything that it might mean that people think it means when it comes up, where it comes up, big hint, uh, it comes up often and in the strangest of places. So we've done a lot of digging around on it. Uh, we have a couple of different clips, uh, but those who found us via the No Agenda show and the No Agenda community will already be well-versed on 33 uh, as the magic number. It seems to show up in a lot of headlines. In fact, if you go to Google News, just right now. I'll do it for you. And you type in that number 33, you will be mind-boggled at how many stories come up and how many times uh, 33 has actually been published, like, say, in the last 24 hours. Oh, yeah, just five hours ago. Uh, Greg County had 20 COVID-19 cases, which makes Smith cases rise by 33. Uh, let's see, Delaware back on New Jersey and New York quarantine list, as are 33 other states. Police seized 33 grams of heroin. So 33-year-old man killed. Let me take that one that you just read. Yes. So those two is what you said. Delaware and New Jersey are added, as well as 33 other states. So even the way that headline is written, the number is 35. Yeah. But they don't say 35 states on the ban list. They say Delaware, New Jersey, and 33 others. It's almost like they went out of their way. To put 33 in that headline, is that... Yeah. I mean, that's just... It just seems that way, you know? Well, here's another one. 33 consecutive days of 80 degree high temperatures. Like, why didn't they stop at 30 and write that article? Say like 30 days of high temperatures. No, I had to be 33. It's very interesting. And so... Um, do we have a clip of the old, like, episode in the 200 zone? We sure do. So this is a little clip of sorry, holy moly, of the boys discussing 33 kind of earlier on in the show. Yes. Um, this is No Agenda episode 273. And we're going to uh, give it to you now. This is No Agenda. Should we do some magic numbers as a, a little segue here? Do it. So interesting magic numbers now that uh, people are catching on to it. And by the way, it's not 30, it's not 23, it's not 3. It's got to be 33. And we believe uh, at this point that whenever something shows up in the news with the number 33, that that's a message back to home base saying, we got it. I uh, would like to point out, by the way, that the latest uh, iPhone Facebook uh, app version is 3.3.3. .3 .3. <laughs> 
Uh, 33 dead in Pakistan bus collision. <laughs> Catholic Diocese of Toledo's three-year reorganization will affect 33 parishes. These are all the, the news stories taken right from the interwebs. Uh, South Africa flood death toll rises as government declares 33 disaster zones. Guinea seeks 33% stake in mining projects. Pub sells 333 million fewer pints year over year from England. Is this ridiculous or what? I'm telling you. Uh, HR 333, the Disabled Veterans Tax Termination Act. That's a strong one right there. South Africa... Uh, 333 rhinos lost to poaching. <laughs> it, just, it drives me nuts when I see this. It's stuff. ridiculous. This is ridiculous. From the you know that from, I don't think anybody I mean, this. No one tracks this. Our our listeners know that we're on to this because we keep bringing it up. But it's, at this point, it's ridiculous. Well, here here's where. So right back to uh, the trading companies. Here's where the real message comes in. Four companies eaten profit. Uh, Eaton, profit jumps 33% in fourth quarter. HDFC Bank, net profits up 33%. Demand Media Shares, which by the way, Demand Media is a huge, huge scam. Demand Media Shares jump 33% in trading debut. CPL, pre-tax profit, rises 33%. Please. Demand Media is, is uh, that's the guy, uh, Richie, what's his name, Richie, He's who started MySpace as like the spam company. So I guess they went public. And that guy's a huge scam. Well, what makes it a scam? I mean, they're not doing anything illegal. Ten seconds. I, I, you know what? I live here, so uh, let's just leave it at that. Leaving it at that. Leaving it at that. And for time reference, that was an episode. I said it was 273. That came out in 2011. 2011. For those long-time so. No Agenda listeners. Almost a decade ago, and the boys have been on the 33 thing for a long time. Um, now, I always hear recently repeated on the show that, uh, and I think one of the listeners sent it in at 33, was like the number code for uh, abort mission. And I looked up and down and left and right, and I could not find anything super confirming that but i did find something that was sort of interesting and i guess a bit related and let me see if i can find it soyuz 33 so soyuz was a uh ussr space flight the soyuz uh was kind of like uh our apollo missions they had soyuz was uh, kind of a classification of them uh, and they were missions to the Sol the Salyut 6 space station. Um, so Soyuz 33 was the ninth mission to the orbiting facility. However, a engine failure forced the mission to be aborted, and then they had to come back to Earth uh, before they ever got to dock with the station. So it was the very first failure of a Soyuz engine during orbital operations. Uh, and it ended up for 34, they... We're going to use the same engine, and they had to fix it, and they had to get a new engine. But uh, that was the closest thing I could find to something kind of like abandoned ship, abort mission. Uh, Soyuz 33 was one where they had to abort the mission hmm. before they could get to their space station, which is kind of interesting. Uh, in numerology, it's considered 
one of the most powerful numbers, if not the powerful number, if not the most powerful number, uh, kind of the teacher's number, divine teacher, 33. There are 33 vertebrae in the human spine. That's, of course, if you count the individual vertebrae of the coccyx in there. Um, ooh, I have an email. I have an email from Mr. Fletcher, from Mr. Fletcher. All right. It's coming at me. Um, well, and then, you know, 33 is also a numerical representation of the Star of David. And it's also the numerical equivalent of amen. Amen, right. So A-M-E-N, if you take the numbers out, that's 1, 13, 5, and 14. Yep, makes 33. Added together. <gasps> Carolyn Blaney was 33 when they started Hog Story. Oh my. Is that why your car Blaine's 33? In the chat? In the chitty chat? Jesus was crucified at 33 years old. Yep. Uh, there have been two day 33 popes, but the most recent one was John Paul I, which was mm -hmm. an interesting kind of... Uh, I don't want to, like, perfect storm of threes, because he was a 33-day pope. He had a heart attack uh, a little more than a month into his reign as pope. And uh, coincident uh, consequently, I should say, gave us the most recent year of three popes, which was in 1978. So three popes that year, because his 33-day reign was in the middle of the year. And so there was a pope before and after him in the same year, 1978. Um... It's wild how much there is to find. Now, another thing, because you talk about abort mission, and sometimes in the, uh, in the idea of um, abort mission, they'll also talk about like 33 being like a key or a signal or like we're in the know. Uh, some kind of like a wink uh, is included when it's, when it's in a headline like that. It's almost like an inside joke or an inside job to somebody. But... I found it kind of interesting that, can you guess which element has atomic number 33? Arsenic. <laughs> arsenic. Uh, so arsenic, kind of known, if you just say it, immediately you think poison, but really arsenic as an element is not incredibly toxic. In fact, uh, they think that there are a few animals like mice and other uh certain species that kind of need a daily value of arsenic that have like a arsenic as a trace mineral uh, should be present in a, in a, uh, in the system. But famously what we think of when you say arsenic is white arsenic, which really came around in the Victorian era. Um, it was a, byproduct of smelting which really took off in that era especially in victorian britain uh so arsenic they found uh it's incredibly toxic it was kind of white powdery thing so it was easy to mistake for flour or sugar or other such baking goods and so a lot of times it would be like inadvertently baked into a cake don't go don't come don't do anything don't bake it into a cake um, obviously I wanted a different one. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. But I'm baked like a cake. So, um, the arsenic 
ended up being used for so many other different things just because it was abundantly available. It was cheap and they had to get rid of it. Uh, there was just all this white arsenic sitting around. So a lot of it went into, um, <clears throat> excuse me, there was different uh, things it was marketed as, a uh, cure for leukemia, Ooh. or I should say a treatment for leukemia, uh, an aphrodisiac, also mm. a cosmetic. So it would be mixed with, I wanted to say they said vinegar and another ingredient, and it would be uh, sipped on. Um, basically right if you sipped on it it would make your face pale and I don't know if that's like a byproduct of like getting you sick or if it's like dying you or a combination but it would basically be a signal and you know in Victoria era pale skin was kind of the goal it was the it was the mark of beauty it showed that you weren't outside laboring it showed that you had enough money to stay indoors, so you weren't, you know, tanned or sunburned or anything like that. So fair skin, pale skin, that's kind of why it was desirable. It was a signal of wealth. Uh, Darwin actually took uh, a uh, an elixir called Fowler's Solution, uh, so he earns his own award on that one. They said he was kind of a sickly guy, and it's um, it's supposed that he used... Uh, it was because he used this arsenic-containing product for so long to treat a skin condition. Um, but Darwin was one of the more famous users of Fowler's Solution. Fowler's? Fowler's. That's F-O-W-L-E-R. Fowler's Solution. Fowler's. Just about fantastic. Let's see what else we got. There's 33 turns in a DNA sequence. And there's also a beautiful galaxy by the name of the Triangulum Galaxy. And... Uh, I never knew this, but it is a Messier object. Messier. Which Messier was a was an astronomer, and his big thing was finding comets. He wanted to find as many comets as he could, and he was always looking for comets. And when he would find something that wasn't a comet, that would kind of frustrate his comet search, such as a galaxy or a nebula or some such thing. Uh, he would just add them to a list of, oh, this isn't some bullshit, not a comet. And he just kind of <laughs> compiled them. Uh, and he didn't really care about him. He wasn't looking for them. But today it's known as one of the uh, most well-known and famous and well-documented group of astronomical objects, the Messier objects. And the 33rd Messier object, it's called uh, M33, is the Triangulum Galaxy. And it is absolutely gorgeous if you've never seen it it's very pretty and there is a very detailed picture of it that will take your browser a bit to zoom in on if you decide to zoom in on it but i'm going to post a little link in the chat if you're interested and the link will be in the show notes as well gaze upon uh as we hang out together here in the bowl Did we mention NodeBit set up a stream for us today? We have not yet. So we are broadcasting live on our brand spanking new stream. In fact, uh, when I slid into the studio here tonight, I wasn't expecting to go again on the uh, Hog Story stream. And NodeBit informed me, hey, 
I set you up a stream. Here it is. Here's your credentials. Go on. Have at it. So we are broadcasting live on the Bowl After Bowl stream, which, of course, will... Uh, oh, yeah. You set up the page on the website. I did, yeah. That's right. Oh, I did that mention that, but I didn't mention, credit Nodebit. But thank you, Nodebit. Yeah, I wanted to get the thanks out there. Yes, we definitely appreciate it, and it will actually allow us to do a lot more with the show. Um, we are trying to figure out kind of a schedule of what to stream and and when. Of course, we're going to be pointing it at Hog Story, 7 p.m. Central on Mondays and Thursdays every week. As well as Bowl After Bowl, you always know, 10 p.m. Central each Tuesday. Uh, so that'll be going on as well. And uh, we're just going to have a great time with it. We're going to kind of build up uh, some shows, some music, uh, all kinds of nonsense. We don't even know what it could blossom into. I bet we could get like 33 different shows a week going. Ooh, that would be good. That would be good. Of course, everybody knows 33 and a third is the speed of a standard LP record. So that would be, of course, 100 revolutions every three minutes. Um, the pre-stream had a lot of 33 songs as well, like 33 by Coheed and Cambria, or 33 spelled out. See, Coheed and Cambria decided to do it with the digits 3-3, whereas 33 is spelled out in the Smashing Pumpkins song. Uh, that Boney Vare track, also 33, uh, 33 God, is that what it's called? Yep. It's three minutes and 33 seconds long. And if you watch the music video, there's a lot of ancient Egyptian uh, symbology as well as other kind of Freemasonic symbology. Um, 33 levels in uh, at least in Scottish Rite Freemasonry, uh, it kind of was murky and muddy as to like other forms of Freemasonry. But of course, those guys like to operate in kind of a shady way and in smoky haze. You know, they don't. Uh, I have a big thick book called Freemasonry for Dummies, which I of course not read all the way through. But even in that, it's like. It might be by design, but you just start reading about it and you fall asleep. It's crazy. <laughs> it's just not that interesting. Um, also, while you're looking this kind of stuff up, you find some of it's bullcrap. Like I, I read one and it said that like all pyramids are on the 33rd parallel and then like 33rd parallel doesn't even run through Egypt at all. It didn't look like so. It was like confusing to me. Mm. So... It's hard to really uh, pinpoint, but uh, it also seems kind of like different bands, different brands are in on this 33 and they're signaling as well. Uh, we kind of mentioned those songs earlier and you got to wonder kind of why did they choose it or are they in on it? Do they know something about 33? Are they kind of connected to it? One of the brands that I, I feel like I should have known this and I had no idea, Rolling Rock. Huh. The number 33 is printed on every bottle of Rolling Rock. Um, so a lot of people have speculated the, the significance of the number 33 as it pertains to Rolling Rock. Uh, the founding of the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1933, and that was a kind of a local beer right by there, uh, St. Vincent College in uh, Latrobe, Pennsylvania. 
Uh, also, 33 degrees Fahrenheit is the proper temperature to keep the beer, some people say. Uh, they also talk about the Scottish Rite Freemasonry. Um, they also, legend has it, that uh, Latrobe test brewed 33 batches of their beer before coming up with the final formula for Rolling Rock. Mm. Um, but the official story is that uh, 33 signifies the 33 words in the beer's original pledge of quality. And they still print a pledge on every bottle. Rolling rock from the glass-lined tanks of old Latrobe. It might be Latrobe. I don't know. I'm not Pennsylvania local. Uh, I think it's Latrobe. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Send an email to Spencer at bullafterbull.com. From the glass-lined tanks of old Latrobe, we tender this premium beer for your enjoyment as a tribute to your good taste. It comes from the mountain springs to you. And that's the current pledge with 33 words. And the original wording on the label was a bit different, but it was still 33 words, and it went like this. A little nip from the glass lined tanks of old Latrobe. We tender this package as a premium beer for your delight and economical use. It comes from the mountain springs to you. And then this is followed by the number 33. It says the current pledge is on the 12-ounce bottles, while the little nip original pledge... Uh, is still printed on the seven ounce version, and uh, coincidentally, prohibition was ended in 1933 as well. Bull after bull, way back in the day, oh, did a uh, repeal day episode, yeah, which was fantastic. So um, eventually, that'll be republished. We have been doing this theme where we do a live on Tuesdays, and then. Like either Friday or Saturday, we'll republish an old one out of the archives. So we're kind of doing new, old, new, old. And last week we broke with that. Oh. And it was just because we did a live on Friday. So we brought you two shows last week. And, of course, that was just kind of to smooth our goofs. Yes. Clear the gremlins. You know. Uh, the soundboard was just like... Uh, How stupid have we been? I I, I had the wrong... Audio driver, but that's neither here nor there. We got it all figured out now, man. We are that's right. rocking and rolling and uh, figuring it out. Figuring it out. We figured it out. You figured it out. You let me figure it out. Oh, by the way, you mind if I do it, Jay? Please. All right. Now we're going. <coughs> oh shit. Little puff and a puff and then a pass. Yeah, it's fantastic. If you guys ever get the chance to look up the alchemical sign for arsenic, by the way, it's not dissimilar to a Star of David. It's like if you took the Star of David and then the <coughs> the upward pointing triangle, if you just shifted it down until the peak met the bo the top line of the downward pointing triangle. And then the upward pointing triangle's base does not connect. So there's a gap in the bottom. That's kind of what it looks like, the alchemical sign. For arsenic, which kind of... Hmm. It, it also visually sort of looks like 33. Even though the, the triangle on the bottom there is a bit broken up. Boy, oh boy. So, uh, something else kind of crazy that maybe you can sp speak a bit to was... Uh, something that I had known in the past and kind of looked up, but then uh, rediscovered 
I had not remembered that Disney has a Club 33. Oh, yeah. Club 33 at Disney. Now at all of the parks. Started off in Disneyland. It's like a VIP club. You have to pay $25,000 to get in, and then I think $15,000 a year to renew your membership. Pretty interesting. And if you were to go to Disney and ask an employee why it was named Club 33, they're going to tell you that because this was the first location in Disneyland to serve alcohol, they needed an address for their license. And its address is 33 Royal something or other. I 33 forget. Royal Street, New Orleans Royal Square. Street. That's right. But of course, like Spence already mentioned, there's so many things it could be <clears throat> like 33 Prohibition Year or... At the time when Club 33 came about, Disney had 33 corporate sponsors. I think that's kind of important because a lot of the corporate people, rumor has it, were pushing for alcohol to be served in the parks. But it still exists today, and you can join for the small entry fee of $25,000. Or for the corporate fee, forty grand. Oh, yes, there's different levels. So $25,000 is like, it's called platinum, but it's low tier. Mm-hmm. And then there's a corporate one too. So really, Club 33 was already in the works because Disney wanted a place for corporate visitors to be able to kind of chill and schmooze. And, and he, he kind of knew how business worked, especially with muckety-muckety's. So basically, you have a high dollar fee entry to keep the riffraff out. And then you have their own lounge. Uh, he was kind of bullied into um, serving alcohol at the place. So Disney at the time had already been open for maybe 15 or so years. And he was very adamant about not having alcohol sold anywhere in the park. There was a place you could go just outside the gates that you could like picnic and have beer. That's right. And they served alcohol. Holiday Land, it was called. And Yeah, correct. And they had their own gate right by it. So it ended up being a problem because you'd have these corporate gatherings and uh, all these people kind of boozing up. And then they would get led into the park via their own entrance, but they could only go in at a certain time. So then like 6 o'clock or whatever it is after the picnic – you get like 700 drunk businessmen wandering into the park. Um, which, as you, you know, I mean, think about, you know, any of that walking into Disney, then the lines are screwed, then like these guys are stumbling around, you know, it's, it ended up being a nightmare for the like the regular guests. And so that was also kind of a thinking of Club 33, where you could go anytime and serve the alcohol. So, uh, I can't remember the company they said was pushing back on him and making him do this. General Electric? That's right. GE. So it was the GE guys who were like, no, 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 no. We want a place. We want a bar. You got to make us a bar. And so Walt was like, all right, well, we'll include the bar. After park closes, the bar will serve. And again, they sent back. They were like, no, no, you're going to put a bar in there that we can go to any time of the day to get booze and he finally had to relent 
he finally had to relent and he uh, accepted. And then he ended up dying like mere months before the opening of Club 33. That's right. Furthering the mystery, the mystique, the mysteriousness, the clouds and puffs of smoke, the wispy haze. He never saw Club 33. And of course, nowadays, Disney, I mean, I think he would shit his drawers if he uh, saw some of the content that was produced. I saw, I don't know if anyone's seen this, but I think it's called a Mickey Mouse cartoon or it's something like that. But it's like a Disney production. They've like re-released this Mickey cartoon and it is drawn sort of in the classic Mickey style, like the old school style, maybe like the like 40s. Steamboat Willie. Like colored Steamboat Willie, like after it started being in color, you know, but not oh. much after. It looks like late 30s, early 40s type stuff, you know, like World War II era Mickey Mouse. But it's modern and it's also, its feel is more like a Ren and Stimpy feel where it's like rude and crass and like, um, like the comic violence is kind of like even awkward and... It's just weird. You you have to see it in order to kind of see what I'm talking about. It came on YouTube the other day, and I just like it took me a while to even confirm it was like legit Disney. It just seemed like a parody. That's how yeah. off the wall and like off brand it is. It is very off brand of Mickey Mouse, and uh, it's crazy. I thought I thought Walt like rolling over in his grave is an understatement. He's probably like having a puke down there somewhere. Of course, he's frozen, so he probably can't roll or puke. Oh, yeah. Right? Because he's been cryogenically frozen. That's probably another bowl for another time, but... Uh, yeah, that's for sure. It's just wild. It's oh, wild. Disney. So, I also stumbled upon this fun little website, because it's interesting the people that have also caught on to 33 and have put uh, stuff together, and they were... This, this website in particular was about sacred geometry and the theme was like 33 and 3 in general. And they were kind of using the colors purple and green as two different threes, uh, being that they're both secondary colors. So like blue and yellow is green. So you're seeing green, but you're seeing blue and yellow simultaneously and that's three. Mm. Or like purple is blue and red, same reason, same same concept and it's kind of funny because our colors always have we've always chosen purple and green that's right as the theme of the show so there in itself inadvertently we've baked in a 33 to all of our thematic uh choice for colors oh and then sometimes we do an accent color of orange which you could do the same thing like there's three secondary colors so that's the three of them and they kind of like complement each other hmm. so it's wild Quirk is, purple is probably my favorite too. Purple is definitely my favorite. It was funny. Let me see if I can find it because they talk a bit about um, what the colors mean, you know, like the feelings and all that. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, so let me see here. It's called uh, sacredgeometry.blog. If you're interested in taking a peek at it, I will link it and credit it in the show notes because it is a really interesting and cool uh, little thing that they've gone and put together here. 
It's funny though, because I'm trying to find green. Find the green. <laughs> Puff the Not green, that green pass though. the green, find the that green one color. I'm thinking it was a different site. I did spend a lot of time on this one though. The sacred geometry parts of it are so cool. Um, just because it's like intelligent design that you can find in natural objects, you know? It's like the Fibonacci sequence, uh, sequence how a shell grows in a way that it has room for itself to grow. Um, it's just really cool. And then 33, of course, is the sum of the first, I want to say, what is it? First seven Fibonacci numbers. Hmm. I have that written down somewhere, but I remember it's seven of them. And I'm not deep nerd enough to just like be able to rattle up Fibonacci. It's like one, one, two, three, whatever. Then I fall off. Five. You can do addition. One plus one plus two plus three plus five plus eight. Eight, is, eight plus five is 13. I think that gets you to 33. Have I gone too far? So, uh, hey, we got voicemails. We have some voicemails to take a listen to. Yeah. So, I'll play uh, one for you. Yeah, hit me with a voicemail. Okay. <laughs> I. I, okay, yeah, it's it's gonna be a while before I stop giggling at that message. <laughs> it is really great. It's it's fucking epic, really. Absolutely oh, epic. Hi, good evening. All right, so you encouraged me. Like voicemail. I called once. I listened to the. The message, uh, I chickened out and I hung up. <laughs> and here I am again. Welcome back. Ooh, mustering up the can of courage, the, the cannabinoidal courage, courage, like porridge. <laughs> Nobody thinks my jokes are funny. They're not really jokes. Um, <clears throat> it's great to be goofy, don't you think? I think. It's but one of the greatest gifts of life. Absolutely. Um, I could not agree more. And I more. think you two really get it. I think you really appreciate it. For me, it takes, it definitely takes some, um, some green, pure joy, the pure joy of cannabis. Oh, Lord. Smoke and I think you two really... I think you just naturally get it. You, I really feel encouraged, encouraged, encouraged. She's encouraged to be myself with you. That's I can't awesome. tell you what that means um, to somebody like me. That's a huge compliment. I'm actually. not gonna go. I'm not gonna go dark and deep here on you because <laughs> it really makes people uncomfortable. Yeah, but I, I just 
I really want to thank you for your kindness, your acceptance, and your loving, um, nurturing demeanors and your characters. I really feel it when I listen to you. I really feel it. It transmits. It vibrates. It elevates my vibrations. And that is, it's invaluable. Um, it's priceless. Thank you. You are two incredible kindred spirits. And mm. how much you foster individuality and free-spiritedness cannot really be expressed in words. But I am deeply grateful and so thrilled that you are reviving this awesome show. Oh, three minutes. There was the three minutes. Oh, man. There is a second voicemail from this caller, though. Oh. Are you looking to play it? Well, uh, before you play it, and I'm sure it's going to continue the thought, but wow, that was like, I totally get what you're saying about being yourself. And I feel that same thing with like the hogs, man, and the hog story. Yes. And there are parts of it that I'm trying to kind of train myself to stop apologizing for because I'm in this weird position where like, okay, let's just hash out the voicemail thing, right? Like, where we did 100 thrusts for episode 100, right? Yeah. Oh, that's like uh, sort of something that it's. I sent in and apologized to Fletcher at the same time. You know, I was just like, oh. it's like, I don't, I don't know if it's too much or whatever. Like, you're going to throw up. Where's I was like, you're going to throw up or you're going to love it. I don't really know. But for me, it's still like in a place of genuine love, uh, yeah. even though it also is pushing sexual boundaries and a bit in your face. And so, like, I'm kind of worried about turning people off with that sort of thing because it's not like everything I am, but it also is a, like a part of who I am. And I also, we've both felt kind of like the sex thing is sort of something that like almost everyone is expected to hide. Yeah, but it's natural. Even though it's also like put in your face like by advertisers like constantly. So there's a kind of a double standard in that like... Like even uh, nudity in your content, you know, um, we live stream from OnlyFans and we've kind of done the nude content for years and years. Um, yeah. Maybe even you can kind of talk about why we decided to do the OnlyFans thing. Oh, we used to use a streaming, another streaming site. Mm -hmm. And people ended up just recording the content and then posting it onto other sites, you know. To get clicks for money or whatever, but without our permission, obviously, just stealing content, and it just pissed me off. Like, yeah. So you know? neither of us are very like super tech savvy, and we don't have like an admin or anybody to run like a live stream cam. So when we did it, it kind of got stolen, and we made like a little money, but we we ended up doing like three times or something, you know. Yeah. And and then being like, well, we're finding it for free other places, so we get it like. We didn't know how to cut it off, basically. Well, I'm not that savvy. Um, but then the sites that we join now, it's kind of a way to 
because that content's out there and so we know that um a lot of people say like don't share any of your shit online if you don't want it stolen and like that won't that much is obvious but at that point we were so deep into it i mean it's all out there and we also used to like tweet nudes for like just for fun (laughs) shits and giggles because there's also kind of a three categories right there's like just content that's not explicit then there's content that's nudity well there's even shades of that because there's implied nudity we're not really showing any naughty bits but there's a naked woman there just like posed correctly and then there's another version where there's like you know nips and bits where there's full frontal and so on twitter you can really just post full frontal you can post whatever you just have to flag it as such and it's been that way for a long time but then there's that sexually explicit content. And so um, once the streams were stolen, all levels of that are like out there for us. Yeah. And we figured, well, we put it behind a paywall and produce more of it. We can produce better stuff and sort of a more positive vibe. Um, Like, like wholesome smut. We used to try and kind of coin that term. I love that term. <laughs> it's like um, sexually explicit lovemaking. Yeah, lovemaking. And also like fucking too. There's like, there's a time and place for it all. And uh, yeah, but we're. It's all in love. You exactly. Know? It's all in love. It's all in love and in a positive, in a positive, committed and uh, consensual sort of fun having way, you know? Yeah. Uh but uh, anyway, I don't know. I kind of got off on a tangent in that. But I just feel like that's sort of a piece of this show that hasn't really directly been addressed yet. And I don't want people wondering, like, what the fuck is the show? What is the point of it? What are the main topics? Like, I guess if we had to, like, nail it down, it's bull after bull smoking, bull after bull. It's a weed. It's, you know, it started weed-centric, and it's going to remain that. That's, like, the main thing. Yeah. But what it really is is whatever that brings up as you're sitting on a couch with your buds in a circle sharing these joints and these stories you know it's always been about uh music and culture and tv and movies and sex and drugs and rock and roll and whatever kind of it steers that way but like i would i mean if sex is a big part of it i'll just say it and i'm sorry i've i've i want to hear the rest of uh what our lovely caller had to say. Yes. Let me continue. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, I filled up an entire an entire allotment. My time allotment. You know, I I'm sorry, but I don't know who else to be but me, and I'm going to do that repeatedly. I promise you. Dame and sir, that I would do this in moderation, but when you encourage me, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to continue. I just wanted to finish what I was saying. I'll try to be briefer. I promise. It's hard for somebody like me when I feel um, like I can be myself. It's pretty rare <laughs> for me to find people like that. I've had a really hard time, and so I feel like you are kindred spirits. I, I want to thank you. This is this is an amazing podcast. You, you give so much value just in the just in the 
you know, few episodes I've heard, I, I just, the information, the, the candor, the intelligence and the spontaneity, the sensuality and everything. There's so much more that, you, you know, you really are giving of yourselves a lot. And I feel it, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> I know it seems disingenuous, but I love you, no, too. it doesn't really seem... Too. It seems very Thank genuine. you for everything. Thank you, Quirkus. And uh, smoke on, toke on, rock on, I have to say it, and the dude abides. Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> rock on, smoke on. I've got that on my board, so that's going to be a regular piece. Yes. What awesome voicemails. Yeah. Quirkus. Quirkus. (laughs) I love you. Don't even worry about leaving too long of a voicemail. Oh, seriously. Um, Though, sometimes on the three minute Google voicemails, I do like to have like a little just uh, timer going. And I just oh, set sure. it up and look at it. So, like, I know kind of when I have when my time's running off or up or anything like that. But, you know, I also just love not having to stress about that and just calling in and rattling it off. And if you get it cut off, you know what? Dial it back. Three That's more right. minutes, man. Yeah. Exactly. And I Cause, love... Because there's no limit to the message and... and and the authenticity that's allowed here that you are expressing gratitude for, like that is a big part of what I wanted. Yes. Um, and why the, you know, it goes back to the nudity too. It's just like, I want to just be myself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's so it's funny. Part of me. We were lamenting that there's, and again, it seems in the no agenda community, you guys are like, almost exclusively Ben's and Bernadette's, uh, the dudes there. And so you guys are like knowledgeable, like you can either immediately know, which is usually the case, or you know who you'd ask, which is always the case if, if the first one's not true. And for us, we're looking around like, is there a way, and maybe it's not even like smart or savvy to just like direct broadcast the thing. You know, is there, does there have to be a middleman platform that you're on? Uh, and now there's a question of bandwidth, I'm sure, and servers and all this crap. So it immediately obviously gets into territory where I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I kind of know what you'd have to rest that infrastructure on. So like the point of using a platform is they already have servers. They already have all of this crap set up yeah. and you just are a user on that. But with being a user on somebody else's platform, it comes with a user agreement and a bunch of mm-hmm. other cool bullshit. And uh, if you go live anywhere, you can't do the nudity thing. Now, is That's right. is Periscope an exception? I think Periscope, you can kind of do whatever. And I'm not really sure. They might have changed it. Um, But if you want to even, basically, Periscope might be the exception, and I'm not sure. Cause I'm kind of talking out of school here, but the, um, the rule is that either there's no nudity allowed. And even on Twitch, it gets to like, you can't have fucking spaghetti straps or some kind of fucking Mayflower type shit. 
Like, it's absurd. And people whine about titty gamers. But there's going to always be titty gamers, man. And uh, basically what you do is just, like, push the line back. Like, okay, titty gamers can't have spaghetti straps. They got to have a thicker strap. Okay, well, they're still going to titty game. Like, And now they have to wear, like, undershirts and not, like, show cleavage. And it's just like... Wow. It's such horse crap, man. Like, And then... The other extreme is like the places you can show nipple, you can show, you know, orgies and dicks and mouths and asses and whatever. Uh, and those are the porn sites, the porn cam sites. And so it's like uh, you do lose, a, <laughs> you do lose some people right away. And like, I don't, I don't blame them. I don't try to push any of this shit on anyone, you know? Exactly. Um, and so that's kind of why it's funny. We we would like to stream it from a place that was some sort of a middle ground because while we do uh, sometimes operate on those streams, the porno streams, um, that's for a certain audience and that's for a certain reason. And so there's almost kind of a... I don't want to be disrespectful is what I'm trying to say. Like this show is not for uh, somebody logging on to one of those cam sites necessarily right. you know it's not like directed for that audience any more than uh, like the more explicit porn elements of that are directed at this this audience you know in this show um i don't know finding the balance i guess is kind of the constant uh aim of like a laid-back taoist sort of theology so that's sort of what I'm trying to talk about and do is just find the center. Like, I don't want to really go off of the rails. This is a bowling show. Exactly. And I'm just trying That's to right. line it right up on the fucking lane, have it hook and just catch that head pin and just strike every time. I'm working up to that. But, you know, uh, just forgive your boy if he throws a few gutter balls along the way. And, uh, that's sort of what we're here. We're just like, it's also why we published Growing Pains, that episode, even though I had like an internal existential crisis about like whether or not to publish it and what to do to fix it and this and this. And again, tried to find a middle ground. I edited a bit, but I published the whole thing and I just said, Hey, sorry, we're going to make another one right away. And that's the aim of the show. It's sort of a authentic way to figure out the formula bounce it yeah figure out a formula formulate i know fletcher was talking about being grateful for like a a schedule sort of a thing like some yeah. uh people just to people who are like-minded and who are um allowing each other even like adam curry says to be clumsy and awkward with one another to where it's okay and you know i we're still all human beings and i've experienced that like you're not necessarily you know, always given a free pass by everyone to be clumsy and awkward or have like different opinions. And some people still will get triggered or angry, but um, the, all I'm doing is the best I can do. And I'm, you know, sometimes also, especially online on social media, I'm a big teaser and I'm a sarcastic type of guy and I like to poke the bear. And it's like, I don't consider myself really a troll, but I do troll shit a lot. So I probably am a troll. And, uh, sometimes people just end up taking me too seriously, you know? Yeah. And I, I just kind of, <laughs> I just like banter and like playful chit chatter. But yeah. hey. 
Hey. Hey, hey, hey. What you got to say? There's more voicemails. Oh, really? Yeah. You want to hear one? I would love to. Oh, and if you want to leave a voicemail, as we're all sitting here in the bowl, you can call us at 816-607-3663 like this caller did. Oh, does it start yet? Man, you added a little extra geef to that bowl, and that one hit fucked me up. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, man. We got to pick Fletch up off the floor. He's down here on the floor. Oh, man. He must have did a dab. Doing dabs. That's one thing that we need to... It's going to be impossible to find, but I got to find that guy saying, Oh, you got dab? Oh, that's That's not not good. good. On Live PD, one of them Texas cops. One of those canceled shows. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) That reminds me, though. That wouldn't be the first time we've watched someone take a hit and then just hit the ground. (laughs) It's... It's been a number of times. So when I was first smoking weed in high school, we used to, like noobs and uh, cheap assholes did at the time, uh, we would smoke weed out of an aluminum pop can. Um, Very cheap, very easy to get, and you don't have to like have a piece on you. You don't have to bring a piece to the place. You can just get one. It's an innocent soda can until you're literally smoking out of it and then you ditch it. Uh, So it was kind of a way to stay safe, but turns out like smoking aluminum is incredibly bad for you. And some people are more sensitive to it than others. And uh, some of my friends also did it more often than others, but a particular friend of mine uh, ended up blacking out on two separate occasions. Uh, And we kind of think it's from the, it was from the aluminum, like the, the can smoking. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not even going to describe how to do it because I don't recommend smoking no. out of pop cans. And nowadays it's a little bit. Uh, Just use an apple. An apple is a great way I to go. Totally natural. It tastes great. You can like take a bite at the end and feel like a real fucking cowboy. Hey, That's what I like to thing. do. That's what I really like to do. Um, It's just fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to hit you with another voicemail. Yeah, let's hear one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I came for the bowling tips. I'm trying to get a better bowling score so I can impress my son, Bobby. (laughs) Anyway, I was just hoping you could help me reach that magic number of 300. And if you do, I've got some propane and propane accessories lined up. (laughs) Just for you and your pretty little lady there. Okay. Bye. Hell yeah. Spence will take you bowling anytime. Show you the way. Absolutely. You have come to the right place. That's here right. Here at Bowl After Bowl. That's right. We'll work on your uh, approach and, you know, like get your tempo down and your <laughs> timing. Make sure that you're throwing off of the correct foot. All of that stuff, man. When you, you know. We know a thing or two about bowling too. You like people log in and then it's like bowling on the front page and um 
I don't really like watch pro bowling and we've kind of played with the uh idea of doing PBA stuff like okay I've seen yeah. like classics and legends like uh who do you think you are I am you know that kind of stuff I'm aware of it's on my radar but as far as like keeping up with like who's bowling like they could have a they could have the world championship bowling thing and I wouldn't know that it happened because nobody knows that it happened and I don't really keep my thumb on the pulse that much and to be frank the last time I even went bowling has it been what two years now or something? No, no. Um, a year. It was last winter. No, the winter before. Yeah, I was gonna last. say. Oh no! Because I haven't been bowling since Cena was born. That's right. So it's been a long time wow. for me, but you know, now in the day of COVID, it's like, is it even worth trying to venture out there? I'm not sure. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. But yeah, I've never hit a 300 myself. I'm not like a crazy man. Best game I ever bowled was up there. Um, I could find it because I have a picture of it, but it would take me a second. Um, but it's up there. Like, You've got a second. Up above 260 or 70s. And it was when I was fucking hammered. I had this ball that I'd just gotten. It was the first ball I ever bought, but I I bought it at a uh, Savers. <laughs> it was like at a thrift store. So it was like a... Like, eight bucks or 10 bucks at a thrift store but it just happened to be a 15 pounder that was like just felt good man i can't really explain why or what but it felt good and i was still um kind of candy whipping that fucker down the lane where you keep your thumb out and you just kind of have your two fingers in the ball and then you just kind of fucking toss it like a bucket of water down the lane as hard as you can and you just put as much spin on it as you can because you don't have your thumb in so you're just whipping it um, and so I did that one night after work at the cookie shop and I had just gotten this, this, uh, tie, this necktie. It was a red necktie that was like a hide a flask. So the tie on the big part of the tie was like a five ounce flask that you really couldn't tell. And then the back part of the tie was a fucking camelback kind of straw that so basically you could chew on the skinny part of the tie is what it looked like you were doing and really you're drinking whiskey out of a flask like right there so i had already been drinking at work cuz sometimes i did that uh in those days and i was already um you know i was i was all right i walked down to the bowling alley and uh continued drinking unbeknownst to anyone and just rolled this fucking incredible game. It was like uh, seven spare and then strikes all the way to like the very last frame or something, the eight, the ninth or tenth frame. It was like, I can't even remember it. I'd have to look it up again, like I said, and I probably will in a second. But uh, the main thing is like, I haven't bowled a better game except for like that perfect state of drunk where I was just like, you know, you hit like epiphany drunk where you're just like, I can do fucking anything. And you just have this fucking sly smile on your face and your eyes kind of get a little squinty. Uh, I probably had bold after bold some at some point between the two. But it ended up where like the kids on the lane, like there's like four or five kids bowling on the lane over there that just like stop bowling to kind of like keep watch you. And you're at that point of drunk where you're like, you don't even get the jitters about it. You just keep whipping that ball in like the exact same way you've been whipping it. 
It hits the lane exactly where it's been hitting the last five times. Smashes the pins to oblivion the same way. Like It was just like a perfect moment in time where all the chemicals in my brain lined up correctly. Fantastic. So yeah, the show's about bowling too, I guess. is a long way to say that. What can I say? I miss leagues. Bowling I, league is so much fun. I have a couple of things that the great Mr. Fletcher just sent. <gasps> Yay! That we can listen to. This is a station ID. This is going to be so cool. You are listening to Bowl After Bowl with Spencer and Lorian. BowlAfterBowl.com All right. Yes. Bowl After Bowl. BowlAfterBowl.com I love having those too. That's great. That'll be added right in there, man. Thank you so much. That's so cool. Along with... Uh, I will pay for your hardwood. All kinds of stuff we've got. And then... Uh, Spark one up. Hey. Awesome. So that's going in the green pads. I've got my green nice. pads for all the weed stuff. Smoke weed every day. Which will be good. I've got to organize, you know. That's part of kind of the ongoing struggle in the in the journey and the and the thingamading is the kind of formatting and and what you're gonna do and talk about and this and that. Like, what's cool, what works, what doesn't. Green pads work, baby. Green pads work. You mind if I do a J? Um. Speaking of green pads, where did my green pad go? Something to something pad? to park this bud um oh here it is fantastic Good find. i love it i love it and i love it uh speaking of thinking of segments and this and that there was a segment that we were thinking of introducing and so we'll kind of just talk about it tonight and let it kind of blossom but the segment is this it's called uh my first time First times. First times. Something like this. We're playing with the name, obviously. It's, it's a work in My progress. My first time. My first time. Uh, the first time I... And then uh, what ideally we would like is for the lovely listeners to either... You can email us and for real, like, even if you have comments or if you have, like, hey, that one thing, like, even if you want to be, like, a really nice guy and be, like... Oh, I love the show, but I hate this one thing. Or if you want to just like go off on me because I stepped on your toes, like you can always let me know at Spencer at BullAfterBull.com, Lorian at BullAfterBull.com. But you can also send in the first time I ever, uh, and we talked about it post-show, last show, Friday, the first time we ever cried when playing a video game. So if you can think of something kind of funny or weird like that, First time I ever smoked weed will be uh, one that we obviously are going to do, but I think I'd like to save that for like a 420. Yeah. Or something, you know, something like where it's really big and like everybody has that story, so everybody sends it in. Um, that kind of seems like 420-ish to me. But you were telling me about the first time you cried at a video game. Yes, I did. I was playing... Monster Rancher on the PlayStation, <laughs> which was, I must have been like seven. Um, Monster Rancher was so cool. There is an anime 
they create they summon these monsters by putting like discs in this like ancient arena and anyway in the game you would raise monsters that you would find on discs and the discs were your cds and other playstation games so i would just sit there and like try a few discs every day play with all these different monsters and then you get your favorite you know you raise it bring it to the arena battle your way to the top be the best there ever was and oh you know your monster has gotten old you've been doing this for years and it passed away no oh no childhood heartbreak that was the first like that's not the first video game plot that made me cry i suppose that was sort of a that was just Simple like one, but that came before the, the initial memory I had conjured up gotcha. when I first heard the question. So I probably told a different story. <laughs> the first time I ever cried when I played a video game was a Zelda game, Link's Awakening, and uh, I don't know. I guess it just like requires spoiler, and it's a little bit nerdy, but we're gonna go for it. The, the whole plot, you start off by getting shipwrecked on one of Link's many adventures, of course, and you wash up on this beach, and you're given a shield, and it's classic Zelda, you're into it, right? So you got to do the eight dungeons and collect the eight instruments, and the goal of this one is you got to play this song at the end for the wind fish, and the wind fish is this giant egg on the top of Mount uh, Colohoint, I don't, I don't remember exactly. Something. Uh, the mountain that's visible anywhere you are on the island. It's like the very big peak, and there's this humongous egg at the top. So, like the legend says, if you play the song of the wind fish with the eight sacred instruments, you will awaken the wind fish, and he'll give you a wish, and your wish will, you know, Link wanted to get home. So, ended up being you finally get there and you play the instruments and you wake the wind fish and the wind fish actually wakes you because the whole thing has been a dream and so then like the cutscene first is just like very intense because it's like the whole thing has been the little pixely you know link wandering around the town spots with like a heads-up display and all this and there's only two cutscenes really i think in the whole game that are like artistically done like this at least long ones and they are uh, the opening sequence and then the, the final cut. And the wind fish just like takes up the whole screen. There's like, you don't even realize when you're playing Game Boy, like how big the screen can be. Cause it's like, there's inventory and different shit that's always kind of taking up space. So they use the whole screen and it's like the wind fish and he's going like, making these sounds and shit. And you're just like, oh God, he's finally awake. But then it's like, he's kind of like, speaking and letting you know what the fuck's going on and he's like dude it's all it was all a dream and then like it shows like the whole little places that you visited disappearing and fading away and like the dog in town disappearing and fading away and your love interest disappears and fades away as she's like picking flowers and like singing a song and like being sweet waifu that she's been the whole game and you're just like no 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 and then you like wake up floating in the middle of the ocean on a piece of driftwood like you're still shipwrecked but you never actually washed up on an island and you're still not getting fucking home it's just like oh my god bro that's tragic but beautiful yeah oh god it was like very moving fuck very moving but like shit dude or did you 
ugly cry? Um, probably not. No, I don't think I ugly cried. It was just kind of one of those things where you like, I don't know, like guys and girls probably like cry different. Yeah, in, okay, in these fair sort enough. of moments, you know. And for me, it was just kind of like, not to say I've never ugly cried. Definitely well, done it, but it, these aren't the moments that get me t- quite there, you know. Yeah. I think it has to be more emotional than like yep. art. But like with art, when I'm like just totally blown back, moved, usually I'm like kind of uh, my hands go kind of to my face, maybe in front of my mouth and nose a bit. And like tears just mm. fucking come like tears just roll down like the big fat gator tears. The ones that like yes. they roll down your cheek in such a motion that like you can even see it out of your peripheral if somebody next to you is doing that, you know. So like for me, I'll be like looking at the movie and straight facing it and like you know you don't really want to like move your lips at all even or indicate you're crying (laughs) and then like just the tears just fall you know and so then you like pick your shirt up and like mop that shit up but that's kind of the cry that I did yeah for me my intense cry is what I call the ugly cry (laughs) so that might not translate to everyone but yeah my lips get like really pursed up and they start shaking (laughs) and then I get that not in the back of my throat and the tears just you know it just wells out and I'll end up making that like noise it's awful (laughs) (laughs) but I thought of that because recently a video game made me fucking ugly cry uh oh but maybe that'll have to be another first time question no no we're talking about ugly crying and we're talking about video games crying the Monster Rancher game, you know, that was a young right, childhood thing. And, like, it was very – it's like losing a pet. It felt like losing a pet. Now, okay, maybe this is some added context, but, like, I didn't have pets growing up. I had, like, a generational parrot that's going to live forever. But anyway, so it was, like – it just felt like losing a pet. It was very sad. But recently, yes, um, you had an incident, what – two almost two years back now in the winter two christmases ago (sighs) broke my ankle broke your ankle in the driveway and i was like an old man slipping on the ice and breaking his ankle fuck it was awful and i was seven months pregnant Mm -hmm. um but then you had gotten a wonderful game for christmas that year that we were both very interested in called red dead redemption 2 hell yes and being stuck at home with a broken ankle, like, what else are you going to do? You're going to play your head dead. <laughs> I love confrontation, bro. I fucking savor it. And now, I was just a mere passerby, but I was very interested in playing the game myself. So I was peeking and watching the story along with him until I realized I just couldn't leave. It was such a masterpiece. I had to hang in there, and I just enjoyed the shit out of watching you play it and living through the characters Oh, oh, man, I have the last time I cried like that was when I lost someone I love from this world of existence, this mortal form. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for people. Yeah, because that you have a, to play this game. That one's a more recent game. And also, I know for a fact, Nick, the rat's just starting to play that game. Yes. So I definitely don't want to spoil that game. It's too good and too recent and too 
wonderful. It, I still say, I mean, it's so far, it's the best video game I've ever played in my life. It's my favorite one. Um, it replaces Fallout New Vegas for me in that in that category because before I played that game, it was Fallout New Vegas. And it wasn't Fallout New Vegas by a mile like it is with Red Dead 2. Red Dead 2 is the favorite game I've ever played by a mile. Absolutely. It just... It's like, it just lines up with all the stuff I like, and it's also done well. Like, the one thing about Rockstar is it's just, it's like, it's like what I worry about being all the time. It's just way too fucking much, and it's like too raunchy. It's too trashy. It's just like, mm. like GTA Five I'm playing right now, and it's like, some of the scenes, like when you're just torturing this guy, it's like, I don't want to do this, man. This doesn't really, it's not fun, but. You do, like, there is a torture of the O'Driscoll guy. Sure. Very early on in Red Dead. And that is much different because of the time, because of how realistic it is, and because of, like, the vested interest that you have in a rival gang member in that time, you know? Like, this is because, you know, you you need information out of this guy because it's your ass, you know? This is your guy's rival gang uh versus the gta 5 scene it was just this guy they had picked up off the street and it's like kind of a gross like underworld thing i don't know criminals used to be a bit more polite <laughs> different games different vibes for sure but but yeah with red dead it just doesn't go too far ever you know and there's so much freedom of choice in red dead yeah absolutely you can kind of make your own moral path yes which the first Red Dead was true too, but the first Red Dead is much more cartoony uh, and kind of classic rock star. I think that it doesn't go as far either as like the Grand Theft Auto series does in terms of, let's say, problematic content because I can't really think of something better way to like all-encompassingly describe it. But uh, with Red Dead 2... First of all, just say it sticks so true to history that it would be like it would be hard to make it too vulgar because if it was too vulgar, then it would be it would start to get historically inaccurate. And it's already like way too vulgar to be historically inaccurate as it is. But the way they do it is in such a way that it's believable. You can suspend disbelief on a lot of it. Yes. And the things that are included, like you can go to Nikola Tesla's lab the lab that he had in New York State uh, around the turn of the century, it exists in the game. Uh, a town based on New Orleans exists in the game. Um, a lot of different things that are like, that I didn't know about history Red Dead taught me because then I looked up like references later and then like read about the real stuff that it's based on. It's just so cool. The rabbit holes that I got thrown down. And it made me want to just like move out into the woods. That's right. It like romanticizes a time yeah build our beachers hope yeah or find our beachers hope build it find it manifest it yeah, spark like, one up hey there you go thank you right on time <laughs> but yeah so first time you cried in a video game i would love to hear about it that's a great piece of content for the voicemail you can think of it you know you can call now you can think on it call us in a few days leave us a voicemail for your next episode and then 
in any way, if you want to introduce your own topic, um, just call in or email in or uh, anything like that. You can even get me on No Agenda Social uh, if you have an idea, like first time I ever. And it's kind of a, as long as you want to make the format, you can tell a big story or you can be like, say something in sh something as short as a toot. Um, but just whatever, the first time you think it would be like funny to talk about. Yeah. First time. Obviously, the first time you had sex is like a kind of going to be a story. Everyone's got a fucking story there. <laughs> yes. Hopefully. I mean, I'm not trying to call out virgins or anything. It's all. Uh... We are a hot country. Yes. Hot country. Hot country. 104 through. <laughs> wham, wham, wham. <laughs> You're going to get flipped off and I'm going to fucking heckle the shit out of you. Oh, boy. I like being yelled at. What can I say? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you can't even yell at I'm me. I'm not a yeller. Oh, man. I, well, I have a hell of a scream, though. <laughs> hell of a scream. Hell of a scream. Hell of a scream. It's true. It's true. I scared people more than the actors at the haunted house when I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a story for another time, I suppose. She's a screamer. A screamer, I say. Yep. Well, it's been a really grand episode. Oh, yeah, 33. There's a clip we didn't even get to. Oh, really? Yeah, an animated no agenda. Oh, well, we gotta play that. <laughs> Turn it down for a second. Turn it down for a second. Hold on. This also Hold on, let me contact the control room. Guys, can we... Okay. They got it. All right, cool. They're on it. But this also, before I... Hey, guys, hold on. She's talking. Yeah. Lady talking here. Before I play this, I just did want to shout out another huge thanks to Dame Jennifer for making all those sound bites for us. And Lorian now and Spencer. Yes. May your bowls burn ever brighter. And animated No Agenda is fantastic if you haven't checked it out you're really missing out so here's this little uh magic number clip from animated no agenda yeah on no agenda in the morning he did this uh rally in sunrise florida and he signaled something spectacular which a number of producers caught and I, I was, I was very surprised, and I, I can't decipher it. Have a listen. And they call themselves elite, but if they're elite, then we're the super elite. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. They talk about these people that are elite, that you know, that are running. I mean, have you been watching these debates? What's elite about that group? What's elite? There's nothing elite. But we're doing great. We're going to have a tremendous victory. But when I have a perfect call, think of it, 33, what they get away with. And don't forget. Now explain this to me. He throws a code 33 in, in the middle of a sentence for no reason. It makes no sense. But when I have a perfect call, think of it, 33, what they get away with. 33 what? 
Wow. <laughs> He's just throwing in the 33. I, you know, the thing is, it was so well done. I didn't catch it the first time, as we, we point out on the show endlessly. Yes. You have to listen uh, and to I things guess more than once. Because I wouldn't have caught that it, unless I'd clipped it and then played it. Listen one, uh, more, listen one more time. Yeah. Victory. But when I have a perfect call, think of it. 33, what they get away with. And don't... 33, that's a magic number. I find it peculiar. All of a sudden, he throws in a 33, just a, a random, blue. random loose Just like I'm talking to you right now, 33, 33 and the next and then, thing you know, I'm just, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense anyone would do that, mm. unless there was a reason. After the show, I'm going to have to... Just, just talk and talk and talk 33 and then throw 33 in. <laughs> Maybe he was saying something in reverse speech. Maybe I'll have to reverse it after the show. Listen. That's wild too because I I didn't catch the show that that was on I don't think uh, so for me even to hear that clip that he played uh, I was like what the fuck is the thirty three just thrown just, just thrown in there man it's, it's gotta wild. be some goofing around stuff man and it's just like. Once you know the magic number, you do just start seeing it everywhere. Too. You start seeing it, man. And that's kind of funny, too, because, like, I'll notice 333 so fucking often on a clock. It's it's ridiculous. Yes. Like, my eye will just catch it. And it's funny because, like, you want to wonder, I guess it's probably just, like, the perfect storm of, A, you're aware of it, so, like, if you see it, you will remember it. Whereas if you saw it before you heard about it, it would not mean anything to you. Also, B, um, you're kind of primed for it, so you're going to, like, there has to be a, a piece of it where it's your subconscious that, like, knows what time it is. Because I swear to God, like, the number of times I see it, same with 11-11 after, after you, like, 11-11, make a wish, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you'll be, like, just cruising along and like when do you look at the clock is it at like 11:05 is it 11:30 nope oh. it's 11:11 every time it's wild like like it's I, it doesn't slip by me i, I don't know how you know another one 4:20 smoke weed every day hey, that's right oh we got another voicemail oh can I play it? Can I Who play it? Who could it be now? Yeah, absolutely. That's me. I'm having the technical difficulty. I got it. Oh, uh, hey, hey guys, hey. Nick the Rat. Yeah, the first time I cried when I played a video game was probably uh, uh, what's it like Pac-Man? Cause that shit was so hard. But I guess uh, probably Final Fantasy Seven when uh, Aerith dies. Sephiroth takes that big sword and sticks it. Fix it and threw it back, and oh. and you lose the you lose the character. She, you're just so great. She was she was one of the best characters. So I was gonna go and kill her, but uh, I didn't cry that much for it. I'm thinking about her right now. I gotta go. Bye. Hey, Nick the Rat. Thanks for calling in with that. Oh, me, oh, my. Final Fantasy VII. Haven't played the remake, but I did play the original. So, Lorian has a Final Fantasy that is 
she's always talking about how underrated it is. Oh, <laughs> my final favorite Final Fantasy yeah. is eight. But I am not. I've played some of one of them, like a little bit when I was a kid. I can't even. I couldn't even tell you which one it was. Because I played it for like a night at my buddy's house, you know what I mean? Sure. And then we played most of 10. Or yeah. Was it 10? Uh, yeah, I was forcing you to play 10. Pretty sure 10. Winter in Mass. Mm-hmm. So I played almost like like pretty much all but the final part <laughs> in that. So I don't really have the connection Dang. to the Final Fantasy. But you know all of that. Yeah. I played a lot of Final Fantasy growing up. Do they you? all have a special place in my heart. Seven, though. You do. You lose a character you love. <laughs> That's rough. It sounds rough. Nick's still very much affected by the, uh, the those original emotions. You can tell, like, given the story to us, man, it even just brought him right back to that original moment. He was in it again. Trauma-based entertainment. Trauma-based entertainment. <laughs> No, it's beautiful. I love I love the uh, the sharing of the of the games because it's like six, seven, nine, fourteen are the faves of the rat. That's what he likes. Fourteen, I've never played. You're kind of an eight. Oh, you're kind of an eight girl. Eight, eight and nine. Eight and nine. See nine. Nick didn't mention nine. Hell yeah. He's sobbing here in the bowl. In the chat room. I love the Final Fantasy stories. It's all right, Nick. Just pass him the bowl. <laughs> oh, it's fancy. Spinny. Taking a little time to pass Nick the bowl. Loading him a fresh one. You brought this on yourself, man. <laughs> I love this though. I love the first time idea. It's so much fun. It is fun. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, let us know what your first time was like. Crying at a video game was the topic for today. Today's is crying in a video game. And yeah, we're going to make that a thing. And I love to make little uh, snippets and bits because then I won't end the show early. I'll know what I'm doing, you know? I'll have like yeah. a flow. I'll have a flow to go. But, you know, I, I still love it. We're making like a pretty good strides at getting back to where you know back in the day we all had our setup and hey back in the day by the way when we still we did this show the first go around rss was like way easier and like um oh nick the rat you madman <laughs> first three nice. in my head while playing final fantasy 7 as well oh my god all right <laughs> so next show uh is tell us about your first threesome all right. That'll be the show topic. And that'll be a fun one. Think about it. Analyze it. And leave us a voicemail at 816-607-3663. Oh, shit. Ooh, that's a good one, Oz. Um, We probably should have some kind of a newsletter that goes out to give people enough time to consider the topic oh i like that because like as the topics come in you know i can stack them up and we'll have plenty like once they get stacked up we might even do like a couple on one show 
Who knows? I'm getting ambitious already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Glenn Livet talking. Glenn Livet 12. This is the double oak. Classy. My sister got it for me for my birthday. And it is her birthday today. I didn't mention happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Tate. She does not listen to the show. It's another funny thing. It's like uh, there's a certain amount of intimacy on the show that I, like I say, I don't mind or I wouldn't put it out. Like if I, if I really felt bad about any of this stuff, I wouldn't do it in the first place. My hesitation comes as like what other people, I don't want other people to feel bad about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I don't necessarily want to rub it in people's face or like blast it out necessarily to my family, but I, I wouldn't mind if they would hurt it. I wouldn't like freak out, change no. my handle, run away to Mexico, anything like that. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, Lauren Rose. I think it's Loreen. I think it's Loreen. No. Oh. But I'll go by that. For you, Adam. <laughs> now he says Laurian. Yeah, Dame DeLaurian. Lorian and Spencer. Oh, I love this. Everyone's saying my name. Now, Jen will be the one that will just always nail it every time and then give it to you and then be like, oh, shucks, it's not good. I'm not good. I'm just oh. not good. Oh, it's this, this, this. She downplays it so hard, which we all definitely do that. We all like yes. have an awkward, uh, what is it, like a bashfulness, I guess, or like a, you know, we're clumsy and awkward. We're trying to put it out there. We're not sure how it'll be received. And so yeah. it's just she's doing that as well, just like we all do. But I mean, for her to do it, like she just has such rock solid shit that it's like, honey, don't understand. Sexy. Sexy. We had a lot of sexy. Rock on. Smoke on. Mwah. Yeah. We got a new sexy one tonight too. Keep the sexy in the bowl. We got a Fletcher's. That's true. Added him to the board. He's on the board. Spark one up. I love it. We have the sexiest producers. We do. We have like the uh, the vocal fry where it works. You know? It's not like the vocal fry would be bad. That's pretty good. It's more like the vocal fry where you're just like being real honest with your buds when you're wicked fucking baked. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Or kind of like that blush after an orgasm. <laughs> Damn, you oh, burned me Betty. hard. <laughs> the blush you have after orgasm. The blush you have after orgasm. It's fucking embarrassing! That feels so good. <laughs> Yo, pew, pew. Or could it be her massive stripper titties? Probably. Yeah. Titties like, get me every time. Likely. Likely. It's like, okay, I'm 
I'm uh, I like this and that in a lady, you know. But like anything can like maybe catch my eye if it's in particular. But the titties make me stay. <laughs> That's kind of how it's going. Everyone loves boobs. Mm-hmm. I like all kinds of boobs. All not boobs, that it, really. <laughs> obviously, not that it boils down to just that. It's like I'm just here for the titties. <laughs> I'm just here for the titties. Obviously not, but you know, they're nice. As far as the sexual taste of the slice of the pie goes, I like big bouncy titties. Yeah, you're a tits man. I appreciate. Lots of other things. For Nick, it's ass over titties. For me, I just like the titties. I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe a psychologist could tell me why I'm fucked up. Uh, And they could tell you why you're fucked up, too, over the same thing. And, you know, I like other stuff, too. Feet. (laughs) Booty holes. This and that and the other thing. Hell yeah. But, like doesn't like take first place you were breastfed actually not mm. not consistently <laughs> i think um it was tried <laughs> nick was <laughs> ass fed nick the nick the rat says you were breastfed i was ass fed um my mom tried to breastfeed me and had a lot of struggles with it had a lot of pain and never could really quite uh get it to work for her so i was formula fed and i was a fat fuck when I was a baby, I was like Damn. a fat Buddha baby, just blah. But that was like my only fat stage. Till now, like now I'm kind of <laughs> dead gut, man. Dead oh shush. I'm not like I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a fucking porker, but I don't know. We need a fitness routine. Too. All bodies, you know. All bodies. I love nature walks. You like a little extra and fluff and stuff here and there, man. It's like a variety is a, variety is a spice of life, you know. Of course. Well, you're going back to the pale skin being beautiful, right? In the Renaissance period, well, some meat on the bones too, mm-hmm. also a sign of wealth. That's true. Like some meat on those bones. <laughs> meat on the bones, bones on the meat. So what's that all about? Well. Episode 33, man. It was a doozy. It was a doozy. And like, look how far we've come just by like showing up and uh, like accepting the help of our friends in many cases. Night, night, Nick the Rat. Night, night. We are about to. Thank you for joining us. Transition into the post show anyway. So you're not going to miss much. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much for the voicemail. Thanks everybody for the voicemails tonight. Uh, hopefully we will be your Tuesday hang for the time coming, uh, forward. And if you have any, always tips and suggestions, phone them in, email them in, you know how to get a hold of us. Um, <laughs> in fact, oh, never mind. I'm sorry. I saw <laughs> the email notification there. Hell, um, even if your name's Karen and you just want to tell us what we're doing wrong. Oh, we'll take any kind of feedback. We love it. Email us. Um, For everybody that showed up and hung out with us tonight, we loved passing bowls to you. Yes. Hope to see you next week. And uh, over the weekend, keep an eye out for uh, an episode coming out of the vault to be determined once I look it up because I didn't look it up. 
So it's a mystery episode. But thank you so much. We love you. We'll see you next week. Love you all. And may your bowls burn ever brighter. I'm being big. I'm being big like a kid.